1: כי חיי Hashem was tough with all i had i never had enough but now real challenges have come my way
2: i'm thinking over what i used to say now i need to hold on to what i know inside that's all that i need i shall always provides oh oh yesli
1: every day every way, for so many blessings it's such an easy thing with everything going on to pass it right by she's gotta look around break it down With the sun look up
2: to the heavens there's a feeling i'm
3: I'm a Show a low, I'm
4: comes and i can say come join with me my friends goin' around in all our shame
5: is <laughs> my silly
6: Mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov, ma, 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 mazel tov. Linen ima zel leha biya bichossi bichass mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel
0: J.M. and the A.M. Mazeltov—that's the message of uh, Ellie Marcus's uh, selection here at J.M. and the A.M. And I'm gonna—I'm gonna say thank you, Ellie Marcus, and thank you to everybody who's uh, <coughs> who's uh, showering us with Mazeltov wishes, showering the uh, Siegel family, showering the uh, Wallach family. Uh, looking forward to Yosef's Ufruf this Shabbos, uh, looking forward to uh, Lizzie's Shabbos Kala, and looking forward to the big celebration coming up this week. Mazel tov. And again, thank you to everybody around the world for the uh, amazing wishes. This, this feeling, this uh, incredible feeling of simcha and joy uh, has a way, thank God we know this from prior experience, has a way of just increasing like crazy as you get closer and closer to the big event. And we are certainly feeling it, and uh, we thank everybody out there who are uh, adding to it with their good wishes and all their blessings. Really amazing. Really amazing. Eli Marcus with Mazel Tov, odi, done by Mordechai ben David. Avramo had Lebedik, Ms. Marshir from Aryeh Kunstler, the great Rip Shlomo Kalbach, Limik Dasheikh. Bowie Kahlo was Eli Rashbas. Ari Goldwag's Yeshli Hakol, that's brand new. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Friday on this August 28th, by the way. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Simchas, Mazel Tov and happy first anniversary to uh, Kaylin Binyamin Siegel on this 28th of August. Eighth day in the month of Elul, the year 5780, Tufshin Pei. Tara of Shabbos Parshas Kitetse. Candle lighting in New York at 713. Make sure you know when things start where you are again in New York 713. Your official candlelighting time. Uh, 72 degrees with 63% humidity. Winds are West at 8 miles per hour. Partly cloudy afternoon showers and a high of 89. Thunderstorms tonight, low 73. Thunderstorms tomorrow, high of 80. Yerushalayim at 84. 72 here in New York as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Our big uh, Aaron's Casino Farms, Aaron's West Orange Contest continues. More and more and more and more people are tagging friends on Instagram. Uh, go to Nahum Siegel Network. You'll see the flyer. You'll be able to tag in the comments section. And you could win 11, 11 prizes. They're all yours when we make the announcement Wednesday morning. All 11 are yours. Simple as that. So check it out. Go to uh, Aaron's Casino Farms, Aaron, Aaron's West Orange. Like them both or follow them both on Instagram. And then go to our post, Nahum Single Network, and tag anybody you wish. Tag away. Someone's going to win 11 prizes this coming Wednesday, which I know is pretty cool. I Believe me, I know it's cool. <laughs> boy, do I, I know cool. And boy, is that cool, let me tell you. Anyway, so that's the story with that. Friday, mor- <laughs> Friday morning, Erev is here at JM in the AM. In case anybody had a, a notion that I may not know what cool is, trust me, I know what cool is. And that is one big piece of cool news that someone's going to walk away with uh, all those prizes. It's pretty amazing. It's cool and amazing at the same time. How do you like that? Anyway, Friday morning, JM in the AM. An hour from now, it's Malcolm Holine, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He will join us coming up with a weekly update at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Harry Rothenberg after 7 a.m., Rabbi Yudin at about age 15, both on Parsis Kitetze, Uh and plenty more between now and 9 o'clock. And, uh, oh, let's see. Let's see what I've rummy has prepared regarding uh, after 9 o'clock this morning. Naomi Nachman with the uh, Libyan Malky Fisher of Heritage Kosher and baker Aviva Gold Gattiner, uh from Homegrown Kosher. That's going to be at 9 a.m. The Arab Shabbos Show Encore at 10 a.m. Sponsored by Kedem and hosted by Mark Zamek. And, of course, uh, the Arab Shabbos Music Mix sponsored by our friends at Kedem all day long, all the way until candlelighting time. And again, Mazel tov, Lizzie, and Yosef, from all of us here at JM in the AM, and from all the people that have checked in to say Mazel tov, Much appreciated, to say the least. Um, where are we going? Oh, we're going to uh, this selection from uh, Mordechai Shapiro. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody.
2: I
7: Aadi Kalato o o nie fra
2: ki arrest
7: alvano
2: Tomor from ro Oh, Say. I don't Day after day, I'm Ocha, for the day that
0: Shweki, and America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and on <coughs> the NahumSigil Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Guys, all right, so on the background to we'll our news from Israel coming up. Shalcheles Jr. had Tov Lahodos, Tzadik Rishim, and Kramer except Saturday in L'Chu Naranana. Mordechai Shapiro opened up the set with Ain Anachnu here at JM in the AM. Galiton in the background. Our news from Israel is coming up. Teref Shabbos, Parshas Kiteite, Mazal Tov to Yosef Siegel and Azuf Ruf. Mazal Tov to Lizzie Wallach on her Shabbos Kala. Mazal Tov to the extended Siegel and Wallach families. Candlelighting at 7.13 in New York. 7.13 candlelighting time in the New York City. Make sure you know when things start where you are. And um, more coming up, including the weekly update at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time right here at JM in the a.m. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast. Oh, what happened? <laughs> I thought they were heading straight to the news. I guess that. Uh, Rabbi Yudin coming up at 8.15. And the um, um, weekly update with Malcolm Homeline coming up at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll analyze the news of the week and the news of the day, we'll certainly ask about last night's speech and how interesting it is that Israel and uh, the Middle East situation actually played a prominent role in last night's acceptance speech by President Trump. So we'll discuss that and plenty more, of course, here at JM in the AM. Reminder those of you out there who go to artscroll.com, when you go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Promo code radio. You never know what it will get you. But now I can tell you they'll get you 10% off and free shipping. artscroll.com, promo code RADIO.
8: Galayitzah, Israel Army Radio next. Shalom Rav, El Azar ben what's happening now. Terror balloons Three in of balloon in the וveyקבות שיגור הורockets הלيلة מאזש ליחאומ למזרח התיכון וכולי מלדנוב פירשם לفترة זמן קצה רדاؤו והייבי אד אגא מהשלמה דיחושים. after the stings את citizens are required to block the shi gur rockets זו, israel is required to evacuate the area. in the midst of this, the amtsai hadgishur מלדנוב אביה כתבתנו המדינית, מוריה אסרף פאותה בת שנה נפצעה באורח קשה מפגיעת כלי רכב ברעת. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה אותה למרכז הרפואי סורוקה בבר שבע. הנהגת ההורים הארצית הודיעה כי בכוונתה להשביט את שנת הלימודים באופן חלקי מכיתה ה' ומעלה, ביישובים שבהם ילמדו יומיים או שלושה ימים בשבוע בבתי הספר. בהנהגת ההורים יפרסמו את מפת היישובים המלאה, וכמה ימי לימודים בכיתות יהיו בכל יישוב. מקומות שיסומנו באדום או בשחור יושבטו. דרישת הנהגת ההורים היא לאפשר יותר לימודים בכיתות ופחות מהבית, בעיקר לתלמידי כיתות ה' ו' ו, הדיעה שמסר כתבנו לענייני חינוך דורון קדוש. צפי למחסור בבקר מיובה לקראת החג. מנכל מועצת החלב ומגדלי הבקר איציק שניידר מטריה כי המחסור הצפוי נובע בין היתר בשל קשיי הגעת משגיחי הקשרות לחול. נדאג להשלים את המחסור באמצעות הבקר המקומי, בתקווה שהרשתות לא יעלו מחירים והגזרו קופון על הציבור. כך שניידר מדבריו אביע כתבתנו עיניו קרנר. חשד לאירוע תג מחיר בכפר א'ל קבליה שבשומרון, זוהו הבוקר כתובות נעצה בעברית ונזק נגרם לכלי רכב במקום. כתבנו יובל סגב מוסר שכוחות משטרה בסיוע כוח צהל מתארגנים לכניסה לכפר לאיסוף ממצאים. מזג האוויר היום תחול עלייה בטמפרטורות, בהרים ובפנים הארץ, ותורגש הכבדה באומס החום. כתבנו גיא מוסר שהחופים לבנון, שיקמים, צינברי וגופרה נסגרו עקב אומס מבקרים. ולסיום לקראת ההטיסה ההיסטורית לאבו דאבי, שלושת התייסים הבכירים של אלאל נחתו לפני שעה קלה באמסטרדם לביצוע טיסת הכנה בסימולטור מדמה. הטיסה האמיתית לאיחוד האמירויות... אצל הפועל ביום שני אלה החדשות בצוות אילה מזרחי
0: Pretty amazing, huh? Eitan Katz, Ozva Haddar here at JM in the AM. Friday morning, of Shabbos, Parsha's Ketetse with Candlelighting at 7.13. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, Harry Rothenberg is uh, with us Fridays at this time to discuss his perspective regarding the upcoming Parsha, in this case, of course, Parsha's. Ketate Harry Rothenberg, Parshas Ketate here at JM in the AM. There's a
9: law in this week's total portion that has much wider applicability than it would seem at first glance. In the rare instance that a Jewish court would sentence a defendant to death, the defendant would be hanged, but only for a brief period of time, that he would immediately be buried that same day. Why? Because a hanging corpse is an insult to God. But that mandate to bury immediately isn't limited to a prisoner on death row. In Judaism, we always try to bury as soon as possible. Getting back to this law, though, why is a hanging corpse an insult to God? The sages in the Talmud explain with an analogy. Imagine there are twins and one becomes the king and another becomes a criminal who's sentenced to death and gets hanged. People see the hanging corpse and they mistake it for his twin, the king, and they say, the king is being hanged. And so the king hears, and he asks that the corpse be taken down and buried. Now, that's an interesting analogy. I understand that twins can be mistaken for each other, certainly if they're identical, or even if they're fraternal, like mine. Guys, can anybody tell you to apart when you're both wearing your Rexpex? Of
2: course. How? I'm much better looking. Oh, really
9: But is someone really going to see a corpse and say, oh, God is hanging there? That seems strange. The answer is, to some extent, yes. That's the lesson here. That each one of us is created in the image of God and carries around that spark of godliness. So when there's a corpse hanging, that's a little bit of God hanging. And look at where God chooses to teach us that lesson. From a condemned, hanged, prisoner, someone who committed a crime so heinous that he was given the death penalty. Even that person was created the image of God and has that divine spark. How much more so then do each of us have it? And what a great lesson to remember as we inch closer to the High Holidays while we prepare for them. No matter how far we've strayed from God, each of us was still created in His image and each of us still carries that divine spark within us, that pilot light that never goes out and can always be raised to a much higher temperature.
0: Thank you, Harry Rothenberg. His words about Parsha's key and A big shout out to our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com, InjuryLawyer.com. And a big thank you to all of them. They've been uh, effusive in their Mazeltov wishes to the Siegel and Wallach families. And we appreciate that very, very much. JM and the AM, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Hope you're doing well out there. Uh, a reminder, this portion of uh, NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. And Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954. Available now, the hot dogs are, at Trader Joe's nationwide. Also, Enjoy a 10% discount at kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net, when you use promo code radio. 10% discount. Again, it's promo code radio. Take advantage. The Malcolm Single Network presents the Season 9 kickoff giveaway. There'll be one winner, one winner, and frankly, an insane number of prizes, all announced this coming Wednesday morning. What do you do? You follow Aaron's Casino Farms. And Aaron's West Orange on Instagram. Then you tag a friend. Every tag is another entry. So tag as many as you want. And uh, if you win, if you're chosen as the... Excuse me. If you're chosen as the random winner um, and you're announced this coming Wednesday morning, you win an Aaron's gift card, a Target Amazon Chopsticks and Senders gift card, a Poppy Medi Boutique gift card, a brand-new Naki Radio, A a Crystal Sterling pitcher from P.J. Sterling. Dairy and meat gift bags from AHC Appliances. Challah board and knife from the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn. And a challah cover from Lulu's in the Five Towns. All 11 gifts are yours if you win the contest. Follow Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange on Instagram. Tag a friend. You will see our post about the uh, contest. It's a flyer that says NSN Presents Season 9 Kickoff Giveaway. And, um... Every time you tag, every tag means another entry. So tag away, as our social media department says. And get ready, hopefully, to win. Winner will be announced Wednesday morning right here at JM in the AM. Erev Shabbos Parsha's ki More coming up, including our LOL show for blowing. Keep it here at JM in the AM.
6: Jerusalem
0: JM in the AM. There we go. Lipa with Oave Shalom. Nishmas done by Schlimi Gertner. Taiva Shem, that was Sholly Waldner. And welcome to a Friday. Yoni Jakubovic. Yoni Jakubovic with Viharenu opened up that set here at JM the AM. Welcome to a Friday on this August 28th, day eight in the month of Elul, the year 5780. Tufshin Pei. Erev Shabbos Parshas say 10 minutes away from our weekly update. Malcolm Homeline coming up. We'll do our LOL show for blowing in a couple of minutes here at JM&AM. <sighs> um, <laughs> Candlelighting in New York, 713. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Candlelighting in New York, 713. Again, make sure you know when things start where you are. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Maishi Tischler.
2: Agomel agomel khasad intoub agomel agomel khasad intoub li amou
7: amou agomel agomel khasad intoub agomel agomel
2: khasad intoub li amou shem sha ni kayam shekol muslam lo zello rakstam khazdi ha shem li regal lo ma sim ana ni zo hodu la shem No, it's not just a the God, that I am, that everything is there. No, it's not just a moment.
0: Oh, yes, that is a great message. A great message as we get set to uh, celebrate a simcha. Baruch Hashem. Uh, mazel tov going out to Yosef Siegel on his Ufroof. Mazel tov going out to uh, Lizzie Wallach on her Shabbat Kala. Mazel tov going out to the Wallach family, Miriam and Stephen. Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach. Um, on the uh, amazing occasion of the wedding of Lizzie and Yosef this coming week. And of course, I say Mazal Tov to uh, Stacy and everybody in the Siegel family and the extended family. I say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the A.M. As I said earlier, getting more and more exciting as we get closer and closer, Baruch Hashem. Elul sofa-blowing time at JM in the A.M. Friday morning, of Shabbos. Keep in mind, the Nahum Segal Network presents its Season 9 kickoff giveaway. I hope everybody out there has had an opportunity already to tag away on Instagram. Make sure to follow Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange on Instagram. Tag a friend. Get to our post. You'll see it on Instagram. Nahum Segal Network. Tag a friend or two or three or five or ten. Every tag is another entry, so tag away. The winner, which we will announce Wednesday morning of this unique contest, will receive 11 gifts. 11. You heard correctly. <laughs> 11 gifts. <laughs> um, an Aaron's gift card, a Sender's gift card in Teenek, a Chopsticks gift card in Teenek, an Amazon gift card, a Target gift card, a uh, gift card from Poppy Medi Boutique in the Five Towns, a brand-new Naki radio, the web radio that now features an Alchum Siegel Network, Crystal Sterling Pitcher from PJ Sterling in, uh, in the Five Towns, Dairy and meat gift bags from AHC Appliances, hollow board and knife from the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, and a hollow cover from Lulu's in the Five Towns. All of these gifts are yours if you win the contest. Again, make sure to like, make sure to follow Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange on Instagram. Uh, Get to our post, which you'll see. It's the same flyer I just read from, Nahum Siegel Network post. Tag away in that post. You'll see the comments section where people are tagging away and hopefully you'll be the winner. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at AH. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Right now enjoy a ten percent discount with promo code radio at kosher dogs.net. Again, ten percent discount with promo code radio at the website that we call kosher dogs.net. Check out AH today. And speaking of uh Promo code radio. Um, Don't forget that our friends at Artscroll.com are offering everybody a uh, 10% discount and free shipping across the board. But in addition to that, on the brand new book entitled Sarah Dreamer, the brand new children's book, a 15% discount and free shipping. If you mention the name or you have to mention the name. If you use the promo code radio, go to com. Always use promo code radio. Friday morning, Arif is weekly update next to JM and the AM.
6: Traien. Soll
2: ich sein, stilze, soll ich schreien? Wie die Wasser von der jam klang, wie, wie ein was faul zusammen, das in das Wein. Mein Hart zerbrochen paar Mal, wie im Fieber, vom ist der ein, Sieg, ja, ein Juh, Ich kenn nachher so nicht geheim, mein Hart, das ich daheim, mei jahin jahin wo es riecht. Ich bin wie, was Schäfer noch die kennst, die bekämmeln immer Heul, wie bis für dich, ihr geil lieb ich, ich bete ich Hashem, mein Jai, sei lieb, zieh mein Herz, die aus doch dem Schlüssel, wie es die, die weiß doch alles, du euer heim ich will nicht gut, nicht nein, nur lieb be life of shula
0: from Avremo. Avram Friedoff, the brand new project, Relax, or the most recent one, I should say. Candle lighting at 7.13 in New York on this Arab Shabbos, Parashas Kiteite. Mazal tov to Yosef Siegel on his off-roof. Mazal Mazaltov to Lizzie Wallach on her Shabbos Kala, and of course to Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach, and to Stacy Siegel and, our, and the entire extended family, uh, Mazal tov. big week coming up, and uh, as I said earlier, getting more and more exciting as we get closer. And uh, a big thank you to everybody around the world checking in with Mazel Tov wishes. Much appreciated, to say the least. Uh, we've always felt over these many, many decades that when we celebrate, there are many, many people celebrating with us together, literally all around the world. Friday morning, of Shabbos, JM in the AM. I want to thank our friends at jewishworldreview.com. Don't forget, over Shabbos, you may want to read thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world and the current political situation from a Jewish perspective and other perspectives. Uh, Before Shabbos, go to jewishworldreview.com and print away all the articles you're looking to uh, enjoy. Uh, jewishworldreview.com, again, uh, a tremendous resource. Check it out. I want to remind everybody that um, if you are looking for a job, and so many people these days are, or if you know somebody who is, utilize our service resume. At NahumSiegel.com, anything in the professional Jewish not-for-profit uh, world that's appropriate for, the, uh, for that category, we pass along to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Otherwise, we try our best to uh, see which employers we know are looking for employees. Again, it's Resume at NahumSiegel.com, Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. With us Friday morning, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update. Mr. Homeline, welcome back to JM in the A.M.
10: Oh, thank you. And Mazel Tov to you. Thank and you. Mazel taft, uh, and Mazel Tov to Abin Racheli Stein on their girl. And this Shabbos of Bristol, Baltimore, for Emil and, um, and uh, Michal Shishportish, for my, the children of my son. Wow. So it's my great grandchildren. Un- Two bl- of them.
0: Unbelievable.
10: Two and fourteen hours, so Pretty it's amazing. a good thing. They keep you real busy,
0: huh? Very busy, and uh, during this staying t- up every night. Having no <laughs> <laughs> and during the, and during this time, and nobody wants to travel anywhere. You'll travel anywhere for a big Simcha celebration. Hundred percent, so. as long as it's done, so you know social distancing and all the other precautions. Correct. Well, here we are on this Friday morning. Oh, a reminder to our audience, by the way, especially for those who, who have to uh, leave during our conversation next week, because it is Simcha, I will not be here. Uh, Mark Zomik will be sitting in the morning after the wedding, and uh, Malcolm and I will return, Bezrat Hashem, uh, two weeks from today here at uh, JM in the AM. Well, well, let's start with the speech from last night. I mean, I think rightfully so, Israel and the Middle East policies of the Trump administration had a prominent place in President Trump's acceptance speech last night. What did you think of all the references to what's been going on in the Middle East?
10: Well, the interesting thing is the the reception to me from the audience, which was uh, quite very strong whenever Israel was mentioned, especially about moving the embassy to Jerusalem. right? And um, that was true on the earlier speeches when the vice president did it the night before, uh so i know people noted uh, that and the and the references obviously to the to the uae israel uh deal uh and uh, but i think people seem to be much more focused on the domestic agenda given uh, disruptions and given the challenges covid the economic challenges et cetera and it'll be very interesting to see how in the next uh, almost 3 months it plays out um, it could be very close. It could be, you know, that they're all competing for marginal uh, votes, and and uh, you know that uh, the bulk of people have their mind made up, and now the facts won't confuse them, or will will people really react? And who knows what could, the way things go these days? You know, people call me all the time to ask me about Rosh Hashanah. What's going to happen? You know, and you think it's a long time away, and it's not. It's it's around the corner, and you know, so many people are still uncertain. I'm um, I hope to be able to be with uh, your good friend Rabbi Fuchs at his amazing program. Oh, they're actually city.
0: doing a program for us. Interesting.
10: For, for at the Lakota Oaks Hotel in uh, in Norwalk. Wow. And uh, so it'll be a limited group, so people who want to go should really get in touch with him at 800 522 1850. I happen to have it sitting in front of me. That's what makes <laughs> me think of it. But. Um, Uh, But, no, but so many people are calling this a period of such uncertainty that you can't plan a month in advance. And you went through it with your simcha. You went through it, with, and you see it every day in so many other events that they keep getting changed, and they have to uh, adapt to to the new rules and to new regulations. So I think people are going into this with uh, a lot of uncertainty, but the market would reflect a lot of confidence, uh, given the numbers, whether it's real or artificial. As every analyst has their own opinion, uh, and I think that the the Republican convention seemed to be more upbeat and, and lively by the uh, and the analysts' reaction, even though much of the media obviously has its own perceptions of the. Uh, where they start from even before they get to hear what what was said. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a 70-minute speech. That's the longest I think in history for an acceptance speech. And um, you know, it's it's going to be a, a fascinating for everybody who's interested in politics to see how these next week play out, but not just on the on the presidential level, but we have many contested congressional seats. Even including with very high profile people I saw this week Lindsey Graham and others who are in uh, in contested races
0: yeah it's going to be a really really important November election and uh, boy that's a great reminder this is not just a presidential election there's so many things and by the way uh, if if in general one who votes you know a certain way for president tends to vote down the uh, the ballot sheet you know down the ballot the same way i think this year it's even more i think the democrat versus republican uh uh, issue is is even bigger than trump biden that's at least at least the feeling i'm getting i don't know if it's like that in the swing states but i just have a feeling that uh, the the partisanship is so much more to the parties than to the individual candidates at this point
10: i think parties are are this year more important than they have been for a long time this is such a personal election. It's you know, your pro Trump or anti Trump seems to be the more dominant question for for voters now. Mm-hmm. Again, all of this can change in a blink. Uh, are people really listening to the facts, or is it is it emotion? And you know, what happens on the streets? How does that impact you know people's uh, attitudes and perceptions? It's it's very um, it's very unpredictable. I think. Yeah.
0: Uh, not that we don't know how you feel uh, as we stay here in the U.S. for a moment, but uh, when you hear about the Chabad House, University of Delaware, you hear about the anti-Semitic attacks, the University of in- Indiana University, and, uh, and then on top of that, not that they are similar, but maybe in some ways they are, when you hear that Harvard is giving uh, some type of uh, prominent position to Saib Arakat, uh, what do you think about uh, some of the things going on in this country?
10: Well, I think the, uh, we've tried to warn them that the campus was the battleground that it has been for, for many years, that we are fighting there, uh, but, you know, at arson attacks are, are an escalation. We've had desecration of the A.E.P.I. and other buildings on campuses, uh, the Jewish fraternity, uh, and certainly... Endless incidents with faculty making outrageous comments, the rights of Jewish students being trampled on that's why uh, the lawfare project has been bringing these lawsuits other groups as well. We really have to act strongly and decisively, and administrations have to know that there'll be a price in most cases university administrations have have done the right thing, but when alumni and when uh, others make their voices heard and when we that we set up a 24-hour hotline through SCAN that any student uh, is seven days a week if they're in danger. If they have a situation, they can report it to a duty desk where there are trained people who will take the information and try to help and get resources to them. Uh, we have to confront this in a very decisive and comprehensive way. That means fighting the BDS, fighting anti-Semitism, fighting for the rights of students. It means that we hold people to account, and when faculty go... Crazy as they have, and when their pro-Israel faculty are being persecuted, we have to stand up for them. And it's happened here in New York City universities.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of these things, you know, used to be uh, that's it. That's the that's the line in the sand, especially when it comes to uh, you know arson on campuses. But I don't know that line in the sand just keeps on moving. We're not we're not getting to a point where everyone's either fed up or everyone's ready to make decisions to crack down on episodes like this. Well, you see, the
10: number of people who are applying for Aliyah. So- Those people are making decisions, and I hope they're doing it for positive, not just to respond to a negative. Uh, But we see the uh, people moving out of cities. We see, I mean, people respond in different ways to circumstances. But uh, I know that people who are sending their kids to campuses are now looking, as we have urged for many years, they look at what Jewish life is like, but more importantly, what what the security situation is, how do universities Mm -hmm. create this hostile atmosphere or not. Yeah,
0: um, and and you know again I I, I I this this question you know somewhat rhetorical but when you see an NBA team contribute fifty million dollars to the BLM movement do any of these people know what this money is being used for Do any of them know the the ties the attitudes and the and the, and the the type of uh, activities that they are funding when they're handing over money like that to them I don't know. Yeah, like I said, somewhat rhetorical, but yes, I think we may know the answer. Uh, all right, Pompeo's tri- Pompeo's trip. Tell us about it. Very important
10: trip. Um, was in Israel. Actually spoke from uh, the Tom King David with Jerusalem in the background, um, and he visited UAE and Sudan. His part of the hope was to get other countries to follow up. Uh, on the example of the UAE in establishing or moving towards diplomatic relations with Israel towards normalization, he did not get the responses or any decisions as far as we you know yet. Uh, I did speak to this party there and while they were traveling and um you know at the same time he's working on a heavy agenda of issues dealing with Iran primarily now they're moving on the on the snapback provision the united states even moving alone we see that the europeans are still very weak maybe britain coming along yesterday germany's foreign minister told pompeo for the first time you know indicating support for or potential support for a snapback provision or some extension of the arms embargo not specifically the snapback snapback means that the the various resolutions of the u n imposing sanctions from two thousand and six to two thousand and ten before the jcpoA was adopted the 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 deal that President Obama signed and um, signed by all the members of uh, the, the Europeans since the u n security Council deal that um, they would come back, and there is a provision that if a country finds that Iran is in violation, meaning to the United States then they can snap it back uh, a lot. But in that right now, the vote in the Security Council, I think, was there were only it was only one other country that voted with the United States, uh, and 13 countries voted against a uh, snapback provision. But the United States can do it unilaterally, and we've put imposed sanctions before unilaterally, uh, and they are very effective. We have continued to, to do so. Uh, even during the last months, there have been uh, additional targeted sanctions against individuals, against the ships that were taking oil to Venezuela, their captains, the banks that finance them. And people don't want to lose access to the U.S. market. It is still the most important. They don't want to not be able to trade in the dollar. They're not going to you know, substitute the ruble or anything else uh, or the end for it. It's
0: people need access to the U.S. economy to trade. Malcolm, are you breaking up? It sounds like you're breaking up. I'm not breaking. Oh, there you go. I just got very
10: emotional. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, but, but the to see it in the larger context that Pompeo has really been in the forefront. We see that that the Iranians continue to violate every accord. Every provision, meaning that they are enriching uranium beyond the 3.67 level. They are uh, stockpiling much more than the 300 uh, kilograms that they're supposed to have on all fronts that they're violating. And this would enable them, if on October 18th this deal isn't sealed and the Im- it's not extended the uh, embargo, they will be able to buy weapons. Conventional weapons from China, from Russia, from everybody, and export them to Hamas, Hezbollah, their network, as well as use against uh, the allies in uh, in the region in the Gulf, our allies, and of course, threatening the state of Israel. So there are a lot of implications of this, and the problem is they have a seventeen September eighteenth. You need thirty days to implement. So September eighteenth, not October eighteenth, is the real deadline. That's why they are pressing so hard to. uh, to, to get this in, there was a deal struck this week between the IAEA, the Atomic Energy Agency, uh, whose new head, Grossi, is very tough and came to Iran with a very tough line, and they attacked him all the time, but they reached an accord with him that will give additional access to the two sites that the uh, agency had asked for. We'll see whether they really live up, Iran lives up to their. Pledge of cooperation. It's something they've done all along. But if they do, it's only because their fear of the snapback. It's only because they believe the United States <clears throat> will take these additional actions. And they're trying to drive the wedge with the uh, other members of the Security Council to assure that they uh, won't get it. The President of the Security Council said that they won't take it up. it's a, Indonesia is the presidency now, and then Niger is next. So there isn't much hope that there will be leadership coming from the UN. But the United States is certainly um, pressing, and and it's it ha- is having an impact and effective.
0: I'm not asking you to tr- to stump for the president, but has Joe Biden made it clear that his intention is to reinstate JCPOA and to uh, and to go against what Trump has done regarding the uh, uh, the sanctions, etc.? I mean, is this something that's either in their platform or that he has stated outrightly?
10: Yes, he has said that. Uh, He would uh, go back into the agreement, but he has said that he wants a better agreement so that they would revise it. I mean, yet people always point to the fact that he was part of the administration that adopted it, but it doesn't mean that it it, it, it wasn't his decision, it wasn't his position. I know that there are issues in which he differed uh, with the administration because we we saw it in meetings that we had with the president, and... um, but on, on uh, this, he, he has said that he would go back in, but that he wanted to change it, to strengthen it.
0: It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at Malcolm and the Malcolm Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app, Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents a Major American Jewish organization. So I asked you about the Pompeo trip that just is uh, ha- has taken place. What about the... Jared Kushner trip that's expected this weekend?
10: Yeah, on Monday, I think they are leaving. Uh, it's the first flight. It's an Israeli airliner that will take uh, Israeli businessmen and Israeli uh, ministers, as well as uh, Kushner and the party, to uh, the UAE. Uh, obviously, it's to try to flesh out the agreement and to start implementation on the various levels, especially in business contacts, uh, because the more practical application the more people see the benefit, the more support although uh, I've heard from uh, uh, Creel, the president of the community in the UAE from, uh, from not only from Ross but from others there, and from officials uh, that this is enjoying popular support there uh, that people um, are happy about the deal and that they salute the Jews when they see them that as you know the Jewish community now is is public they even have a restaurant now. Uh, a kosher restaurant that was opened in Dubai, and the the synagogue is an officially recognized place, and the it, and the Jewish community officially listed in the tourism in the government working on the Abrahamic Center, where there will be there will be a Jewish building in addition to a Christian and Muslim. There, um, I mean, there are a lot of manifestations of this. We've seen some comments uh, from the foreign minister of Bahrain and the UAE talking to their counterparts in Israel and then they got, I mean, not uh, in not, uh, Sudan, Sudan and Bahrain, and they got fired. Uh, one was reinstated, but they, it's still very tense. And Morocco, from Morocco to Saudi Arabia, countries uh, have been approached and so far none of them have stepped forward with it. And many have extensive clandestine relationship with Israel. Uh, Saudi Arabia said that it's contingent on a peace deal with the Palestinians. Mm. Uh, uh, others have had other excuses, but the fact is that it was a game changer. It is moving things in the right direction, and the, the you know the defense ministers of the UAE and Israel spoke uh, and publicly acknowledged it, talking about uh, security issues. I mean, there are just a lot a lot of applications and implications of the deal. And, you know, the, the uh, when you look at who attacked it, Iran and Turkey, you know that they're on the right track.
0: I have a feeling you know which country is, in fact, next for Israel to make peace with. Um, is, is it possible that that would happen during this trip with Jared Kushner in the Middle East? Or that's going to take a few weeks?
10: Uh, both could be true. Uh, I don't know that anybody's really on the verge, though, for Oman and Bahrain would be the most likely candidates. It would not be a big leap for them. Uh, but... Uh, the, the, I would say one of those is possible.
0: Have you been to both of those countries?
10: I, I have been. I've not been to Oman. I've been to the others. And, of course, I've been to the UAE many times and to Saudi Arabia and to uh, other places in the Gulf.
0: Erdogan, you mentioned Turkey. He's pretty upset about this whole thing. Uh, so a couple of things. First of all, uh, there was a report this week that he's now giving citizenship to members of Hamas. That's a new revelation?
10: Uh, sort of, although we have talked about it, you know, I hinted about the the meeting that took place in the past between them. This time he invited all the Hamas leadership again, uh, even though the Chania and others there are are recognized as uh, international terrorists by the United States, by Israel, by the international, the international community, but he hosted them in a rather high-profile, um, away it 's again one of the provocations that for which he is so well known and um, they met in Istanbul and he, um, uh, he he talks about his continued outreach and we is attacked for it because this is a known terrorist entity and so the um, uh, you know he he 's playing a very destructive and counterproductive role. He's being provocative again in the in the Mediterranean against Greece. He's he's done many things that um, uh, provoke a reaction to it. Yet at the same time, you so saw the president praised him because of the release of uh, right. of one of the hostages, and so people reacted to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if I would have asked you a month ago, if you if you thought that this would be his reaction to the UAE deal, as opposed to you know remaining relatively quiet, would would you have thought that he'd be more on the quiet side, or this is not surprising to you?
10: It's not surprising, but I didn't expect him to come out and say that he's thinking of breaking diplomatic relations with the UAE because they are opening or will open an embassy. In in Israel, when he has an embassy in Israel, and there, people were pointing <laughs> out the hypocrisy of of the guy, which is an inconsistency is not a strange thing when it comes to to Erdogan. He's very mercurial and um, can flip one way or another. I mean, there are people who are saying, "Well, we should work to get closer ties," but at the same time, he's doing everything to to frustrate those ties. Certainly the uh, President and others have reached out, try to as a member of NATO, he's an important country. They they try uh, to to rein in his uh, adventurism and yet today he is as bad in many ways as or moving towards the direction of Iran in terms of the is uh, the activities in the, and the and the support for terrorism, support for other things that and then and direct direct engagement and so it's it's uh, you know of greater concern. And when you know you see the other reports that came out this week about uh, ISIS, for instance, that there, the Security Council at the UN they reported that ISIS has ten thousand members in Syria and Iraq today, wow. plus people in Afghanistan. And they said in May alone, Islamic State perpetrated four hundred terror attacks worldwide that caused hundreds of casualties. You don't read it, you don't see it, but we know that. In, for instance, in Syria and the Saladin Kirkuk, the Alab provinces of of Iraq, we know about the the activities. Um, as I said in Syria, in the Euphrates River Valley, they, they ambush people. They set up. They do explosives, all sorts of terror attacks, and you know, for all of these things, we need a concerted and and um, collective effort. And they're being people are being recruited online. They're being recruited in small groups. They're recruiting in all different ways. It's one of, <clears throat> of the many challenges. And and when you have the major countries like Iran and Turkey playing such uh, contrary roles, it's uh, it adds to the destabilized situation that we're
0: confronting. I always ask you this, but uh, <laughs> I need to be reassured. Everything you just said, Washington's aware of the ten thousand and more.
10: Oh yeah, I said it was at the security. Nope. Uh, Voronikov, hey. who, um, uh, 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 who is the U.N. counterterrorism uh, chief, um, he reported it to the Security Council of the United Nations. is already recognizing it. That's, that's an achievement.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Um, back to Erdogan for a moment. You, you, we, know, we know, because you've told us, his endgame. You've told us his ultimate goal. Uh, I mean, it, it seems it, it seems that you know if, if it's a long shot, if he would go the peace route, it would seem just as much of a long shot if he goes this route. Is this the only shot he has, and that's why he's being so rough on everybody?
10: Is what his only shot? What is it? Is what his only shot? That
0: the, the, oh, This attitude. In other words, he'd go along and sort of either stay parve on the issue or express you know, happiness with the fact that there's more of a relationship with other countries in Israel in the Middle East. That would be one approach. And the second approach is obviously the one he's taking right now. Is this is the only way he could achieve his ultimate goal?
10: Look, the ultimate goal being the caliph and of yeah. reestablishing the Ottoman Empire. With yeah. Good memory uh, for you. Two points. That... Um, uh, so, when you understand his motivation and his design, but also he wants to be the Sunni counterpart to iran 's Shiite position, meaning that he is the leader he 's the one confronting the west he 's defending the principles he 's establishing mosques all over the world, thousands of them uh, to spread his Muslim brotherhood message and uh, and this radical ideology, just as Iran is spreading their radical ideology, both of them have sacrificed the economies of their countries. For the, their larger uh, goals, um, both countries their currencies have collapsed the the um, they flirt with one another but are in conflict with one another as they are both with Russia, working together where they where they need to, and fighting where they don't, like in Libya, where they are on opposite sides so he his, he has chosen this path the he has implemented programs to Islamicize the population. There is a lot of resistance. His popularity is below fifty percent now. And that's why he does some of these foreign adventurism because he found that they you divert people's attention and that when there's a conflict situation or when there was the attempted at coup his popularity soars and they're facing, I think, parliamentary elections in uh, soon or within the year and other elections coming up. And he sees the the handwriting on the walls. Remember, he lost the mayorality; his party lost the mayorality elections in the big cities, including uh, Istanbul. And he's um, and he's moving constantly to consolidate power.
0: So basically, if he stays in power, Turkey becomes the next Iran, both economically and in terms of their uh, uh, their rhetoric. Well, it's a little bit of
10: a different situation, and they still are in NATO, as you know. And he has arrested so many people—journalists, military people, um, uh, jurists—with uh, almost no outcry from the world to hold him to account for it. But he, uh, yes, he's he's continuously moving in this direction, and we see the, you know, the danger that the all of these things uh, uh, pose, and people who think that there isn't coordination or it's not uh, organized. Uh, have to look at it again. He, he's getting into to Gaza, and we've seen the increased the aggressiveness of Hamas, and whether it is because of the, their internal situation or they're trying to demand to get more money or get more concessions from Israel, which they, they try each time. But these these um, balloons with the with the um, incendiary devices and gas uh, set. Dozens of fires every day. People don't realize how much damage this does. As does, they set up this laser which can tr- which can fire against their, these balloons, and they took out 150 in the last 10 days. But but it's only in a very limited area, and these things can be launched anywhere from the Gaza. A, you know, somebody walking along all of a sudden blows up a balloon and fills it with fuel and can send it. So it's even hard to to, to detect. And Israel has responded periodically. To them, and at night it's hit various sites, especially after the firing of uh, of rockets, but it's made life in the south intolerable. In fact, you know that four of the Gaza uh, Hamas leaders, uh, operatives, including a key leader, a military leader, were killed because they were making uh, a, a bomb, and it exploded prematurely and killed killed them. So you know that they're doing much more than just these balloons. They they have tried to set off attacks near the border. And Qatar sent their El Amadi, their representative there. And every month he came with thirty million dollars in cash. And this time he went back and he said he was trying to get in a court to stop the violence. And they couldn't. Egypt sent a delegation, and uh, it didn't work with them. Uh, it didn't work, and they came. They went back to to Egypt. So, um, you know, it's a dangerous situation because Israel can't just tolerate this this continuing uh, limitlessly.
0: Are they under a Corona lockdown in Gaza right now?
10: There is a lockdown because they had some cases, uh, they they locked down uh, some of the areas uh, till now that it was only foreigners that brought it, but now they've had uh, domestic cases. So they have imposed a lockdown.
0: And is Israel basically the same as it was a couple of weeks ago still, like the same type of uh, lockdown situation?
10: Well, it keeps changing and they're talking about introducing a bigger lockdown. Wow. Um, you know, the concern and I know Mossad and other officials have warned about a second wave or yeah. could be a third wave and about the mutation of this virus and because we're learning all the time new things, which is for important message for all of those who think that they're immune because they have antibodies, yeah. you can still spread it and you can still get it yeah. and that the you know, it mutates into things. All age groups now are, are subject to it. We've seen it in, even in the teenagers and even younger uh, isolated cases. Uh, and people who don't wear masks should understand the of, the, the danger they're putting their loved ones and the community into. Because even if they're immune, other people aren't. You can still be a carrier, you can still uh, contract it, according to the latest reports. And until we know for sure, why take the risk? Why not, for a simple gesture, um, do what is the most responsible thing?
0: And I think I said this last week, but if you just look at that graph from uh, the early part of the 20th century, the second wave was so much worse than the first one in terms of sheer numbers, in terms of cases, and in terms of deaths, and... That line was all the way at the bottom before the second wave started. I mean, they had complete what, what, what today, you know, everyone's saying, you know, everyone had it. It's over. It's waning away. And believe me, I'm advocating for restaurants to open and all these businesses to try to get as normal as possible. I think what some of the mayors, governors are doing in this country is, is, is suicide for a lot of people. But, um, but still, you know, we have to be so careful because as winter approaches now, if it follows the same direction as some of the previous pandemics, and we're talking about some really serious stuff coming down the road.
10: By and the way, how many countries thought they had it under control, and then it flares up again, how many states in the United States were boasting about the, the low number of cases, and then all of a sudden it, it um, explodes again, it, it, it rises. So it's, it's all question marks, everything. And I speak to doctors, I speak to top officials about it. Nobody knows, and therefore just taking simple precautions shows that it cuts it down. New York State has been remarkable in the fact that it's been contained and hopefully will continue to be. Uh, We've paid a heavy price for it, and I hope that some of the restrictions will be reconsidered. But, you know, we, it's, it is Sakonisnafoshis. It's really uh, life-and-death issues that, that can be resolved and if people uh, take the necessary uh, precautions.
0: Do you know what happened in the end if the Ukrainian officials were allowing people to come to Uman for Rosh Hashanah? I've read so many different things. (laughs) Yes, no, yes. Yeah, so 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 nobody knows. And and, and you get the feeling that, I mean, I don't know what would happen if someone would actually go, but I'm getting the feeling based on what I'm hearing that there are people going whether they're being granted permission or not. I don't know what happens when they land there. if. You know, well, I mean,
10: some people are going already now before there is a ban. The, the prime uh, minister, the president, announced that at the request of Netanyahu, he was imposing a ban on visitors. The the health czar appointed or, uh, to to control COVID in Israel has said it's absolutely unacceptable, to 80 flights, he can't do this, it'll upset the whole um uh, whatever uh, positive trends that they can create. Right. Of course, it's created a big reaction in the Breslov community. Other communities who are protesting said they'll never support Netanyahu. Uh, the, I mean, it, it's a shame that it gets a mob with politics, and that I think that people have to look at it in the broader sense and take responsibility. Uh, but you're right, I hear that people have landed already in the Ukraine who are really adamant about, uh, about going. So the answer is I don't think we. We know what the bottom line will be, because it keeps changing. Yeah, that's but tough. you know that Israel's just launched this week, Neo, um, uh, these satellites that are nano-satellites uh, that can detect signals of distress and pinpoint locations. From or, or, and cover a whole wide range of areas. Like of if someone, like
0: someone's lost at sea or something, you mean?
10: Something at sea, somebody in a forest, somebody in danger. Is
0: this never been done before? Is this, is never
10: this... been done. Wow. New, na- nano satellites, meaning tiny satellites, small satellites, so they can detect it and they can cover a broad range. Let's say of Israel or wherever. So. Uh, so the fear uh, that again,
0: the fear that people have, like a, a hiker, you know, someone in the family goes hiking and. You worry what happens to them if, God forbid, they're either lost or something, you know, an accident happens. Now you'd actually be able to find them. if they You'd be that. able to find them and see where they are. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Celebrate what's great about Israel. There's a lot to celebrate, that's for sure. Uh, Malcolm, we reconvene, please, God, two weeks from today. Mazal Tov. Mazal well, Tov to you. Thank you. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and we'll speak in two weeks. God willing. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He's with us Friday mornings. 7.40 a.m. Eastern time here at JM in the a.m. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at a h Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Nelly is the world's best. And now their hot dogs are available at Trader Joe's nationwide. Check out a A&H today. Don't forget, we're giving out 11 prizes to one winner. We're giving out 11 prizes to one winner with our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange. Follow Aaron's Casino Farms and Aaron's West Orange on Instagram. Tag a friend. You'll see our post for Nahum Segal Network of the contest. Tag a friend or tag as many people as you want. Every tag is an entry. And we announce the winner Wednesday morning. 11 gifts. 11 gifts. Gift cards from Aaron's, from Poppy Medi Boutique, from Target, Amazon, Chopsticks, and Senders. A brand new Nike radio. They now feature the Nahum Segal Network. Crystal Sterling Pitcher from PJ Sterling. Dairy and meat gift bags from AHC Appliances. A challah board and knife from the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn. And challah cover from Lulu's. In the five towns, 11 gifts for one winner. Check it out on Instagram and enjoy. This time each every Friday morning, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Udin, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Udin.
11: Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow, we have the privilege of reading Pashas Ki Parsha's Kiseitse has a distinction of having the most mitzvos of any parsha in the Torah. According to the Sefer Chinuch, there are seventy-four mitzvos. You have in this parsha the mitzvah of marriage. You have as well in this parsha the mitzvah of divorce. If a couple need to be divorced, the manner in which it is done is in a written form called to get and many, many other mitzvahs. I'd like to focus on a mitzvah, namely the mitzvah of burial. The Torah, interestingly, does not say that if a citizen, an Israel, dies, that individual is to be buried. Rather, the Torah teaches us that if a criminal is hung by the bezdin by the court of law. That criminal who was hung, his body is to be buried. And the Torah goes on to say, "Kikovortik berenu bayomahu, make sure that you bury that person on that same day." Prior to this, lo sullen levlaso do not allow his body, to hang on the tree overnight. Why? Ki elokim kotoloi. What does that mean? For a hanging individual is a curse of God. Now Rashi goes on to explain what does that mean, that it is a curse of God. Rashi teaches that man is created in the image of God. And when that personification of his image is in a most negative way, that is an embarrassment to Hashem, his Maker. And Rashi gives the example of two individuals who happen to be identical twins, one of whom becomes a king, and the other becomes a gangster. And when the gangster is caught and hung, people look with amazement and they say, the king has been hung. And therefore, we take down the body, even of the criminal, because he also represents the handiwork of Hashem. And by honoring even the criminal, we're honoring Hashem. Extending honor to man is acknowledging that man has supreme worth and value. And we are therefore honoring man's maker. And that kavod that comes to man is really giving kavod to Hashem. This concept of the honor of man is a reflection of the honor of God is further demonstrated in chapter 4 of Pirke Ovos whereby Ben Zoma teaches Ezul Chacham, who is the wise man, and he tells you, the one that learns from everybody, and he brings a verse to prove it, and the verse that he proves it is something which reflects man's activity. Shanimar, become a lambdai his kalti. King David teaches, I learn from everybody. Ah, oh, so the idea is look, this is what man did and it reflects. Therefore, it makes sense to say that who is the wise man? You can learn from everybody. Who is the Gibor? The one who is is Yitzro, the one who's able to subdue his personal inclination. And there too, the verse that's used to substantiate is one that comes from man's action. The third case, the third example that we're being taught, Ezu Oshir, who's the wealthy one? Hasomech Bechelko, the one who is happy with his lot. Once again, reflecting man who is happy with and satisfied with the work of the labor of his handiwork. But when it comes to the last one, watch. Who is the one who is to be honored? One who extends honor to others. And what verse is being used to substantiate that. Shenemar, as King David says, forgive me, as found in the uh, first book of Shmuel, chapter 2, Pasuk 30, says that literally, come on, Hashem says that those who honor me, capital M, I will honor. Wait a second, we're talking about honoring man. So Rav Chaim Velazhina in his commentary on this Mishnah, his commentary is called Ruach Chaim, asks, wait a second, how does this substantiate the idea that he, who is the one that deserves to be honored? The one who honors others? And what is the answer? precisely in keeping with what we have said, that the one who honors man is really honoring Hashem who made man. How far does this go? We started with the burial of a criminal, or the more so, every Jew in Israel. In Bamidbar, chapter 22, passage 33, in the story of Bilam, that the Torah records that after Bilam strikes his donkey three times, the angel says to him, Ki harakti v'oso the angel says to Bilam that really I should have killed you and left the donkey alive. And Rashi goes on to teach us that the angel killed the donkey. Why? Just think, everybody. Had this donkey survived, people would have paid so much to... Come on, see the donkey, hear the donkey. It would have been such a fundraiser. Look at this. And the malach kills the donkey. Why? Lest, had it survived, people... Would say and point to the donkey that this is the animal that humiliated Bilam, as he was unable to respond to the rebuke of his donkey. Wow, and Rashi quotes from the Midrash Rabbah in Bamidbar that Hashem has compassion for the dignity of man. Now, note to what kind of man is Hashem showing dignity, even. To a low life like Bilam, for even he contained the image of God. Similarly, we find in VaYikra, the Torah teaches that if one loalenu commits sodomy, not only are they executed, but the animal as well is put to death. Once again, less people say as the Gemara teaches in Sanhedrin. 54a, this animal caused the man to be stoned. Take a step back. What's the most important concept, one of the primary concepts in our Torah? Rabbi Akiva, in Parshas Kedoshim, chapter 19, passage 18, says, This is the fundamental rule of the Torah. Now Ben Azai says, wait a minute, Rabbi Akiva went to Pashas Kedoshim. I'd like to go, says Ben Azai, to chapter 5 in Bereshis. Zes Sefer told us Adam. This is the account of the descendants of adam. Beyom bro elokim adam. On the day that God created man, here it comes. Bidmus He made man in the likeness of God. Says Ben Azai to Rabbi Akiva, my Pasuk is even greater than yours. And why is that? The Raivat explains. Rabbi Akiva's Pasuk is using the individual, the one, the individual now becomes the yardstick of treatment to the next one. If a person, forgive me, treats himself like a shmata, if a person has low esteem for himself, he would thus be entitled to treat the next one like a shmata, to have low esteem for the next one. However, the latter verse of Benzoma, that man is created in the image of God and therefore regardless of how you look upon yourself you have to treat man and keep him in the highest esteem. We are now one week into the month of Elul. We're three weeks before Rosh Hashanah. and the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah Tezayin Umar Aleph teaches that Hashem says that we are to recite on Rosh Hashanah, psukim of malchios, zichronos, and shofros. Malchios, the verses of kingship, we are to recite, Shatamlichuni, Alechem, that you should accept my sovereignty upon yourselves. It's understandably most challenging and difficult to accept Hashem's kingship on ourselves, on Rosh Hashanah, without prior preparation. And it's for this reason that we sound the shofar every day in Elul to charge and prepare ourselves for the acceptance of His sovereignty. The Gemara in Shabbos 31a teaches that when a person is escorted to his final heavenly judgment, they're asked six questions. They include, one, did you conduct your business transactions honestly? Did you set aside fixed time for Torah study? Did you engage in procreation? Did you wait in hope for the messianic salvation? Did you delve into wisdom. And when you studied Torah, did you learn it deeply and infer one thing from another? And I would like to share with you a seventh question, as found in the Reish's Chochmah. He adds that at that time they're going to ask the individual, Him lachta they're going to ask the individual, Did you literally crown Hashem, morning and night? And then they're going to ask. Here it comes. Himlachto eschavercha benachas ruach. Did you crown? Did you afford great respect to each and every individual? So as we prepare for Rosh Hashanah. The ratios Chochmah is challenging, challenging us to broaden our understanding of sovereignty. Indeed, in Slabotka, over the notice board in Slabotka, when Elul came, there was a sign, Elul, and right next to it, Ben Odom L'chavero. When we think of Malchios, Malchios is not only our personal relationship with Hashem and the realization that Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Summit, that he controls every aspect of our being, but we are further reminded that if we wish to avail ourselves of his love and compassion, we must reciprocate in kind our love our compassion to our fellow man. It's a significant task, and that's why we were given the month of Elul to work on these noble ideals. Shabbat Shalom to all.
0: Nice. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Liner on this Erev Shabbos Parsha's Ketetze. Mazel Tov to Yosef Siegel on his Ufruf. Mazel Tov to Lizzie Wallach on her uh, Shabbat Kala. Mazel Tov to Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach. And to, of course, uh, Stacey Siegel and uh, our entire family on the big Simcha coming up. Pretty amazing. And as I said, as we get closer and closer, it's getting even more and more exciting. And... um, Baruch Hashem, getting set to celebrate, and uh, hopefully, let's hope for a great Shabbos. Everybody out there, do me a favor, and hope that it doesn't rain tomorrow. <laughs> let's start with that. Then we'll talk about the uh, wedding day. But right now, if this if this outdoor COVID friendly kiddish, uh, COVID adherent kiddish is going to take place, uh, we need <laughs> we need a uh, a, a midday of no rain tomorrow. Friday morning, JM&AM with candle lighting at 713. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Uh, well, I th- I hope I'm right. When I looked it up uh, about a week ago, um, I-, I think this is what I saw. I believe this puzzle, sung by uh, Eitan and Shlomo Katz, that we love here at JM&AM and, and the Nachum Siegel Network, I believe it's in this week's Haftarah, the Haftarah of uh, the Ufruf Man. Um, So here it is on a Friday morning. Arab Shabbos at JM in the AM.
5: Ever listen, the mountains will crumble and the hillside will
2: fade away. But my love for
5: you
7: will not
5: end. One more time, everybody together, the, the mountains mountain will crumble. more time louder let's go the mountains Mountains will will crumble crumble and
1: and the the hillside will fade
0: There we go. Jam and the AM, uh, Eitan cats and Shlomo cats together. I'm just looking. I guess it's easy enough to find it, right? Yeah, here it is. The final pussock of tomorrow's Haftorah. <speaking in Hebrew> Translated here For the mountains may be moved and the hills may falter but my kindness shall not be removed from you. Nice. Part of the final Pesach of tomorrow's Haftorah, which we often don't say, by the way. I should really have uh, told this to my friends at Jewish Calendar Tidbits on uh, Twitter. Uh, I, and oh, that's another thing I should have figured out. I got to find out, how often is Ketetze and Kisavu, uh a double Parsha? How often does it happen? It may not happen as often as I think, now that I'm thinking about it, but uh, again, one of the reasons you wouldn't be one would not be as familiar with the Kisete Haftarah is that uh, often we don't read it. Oh, but that wouldn't be true either, because these Haftarahs, I think we are careful to make sure to read in the seven weeks, no matter what. Hmm, now I'm totally... <laughs> okay, now I got to turn to the real experts to examine this, because I have absolutely no idea where I'm heading with this one. If you're looking for employment, if you know somebody, or if you yourself are looking for a job, send your resume to resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything, of course, in the arena of not-for-profit professional uh, uh, category in the Jewish community goes to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Uh, Otherwise, we try to match you up with uh, an employer. And uh, if you're an employer with some job possibilities, we ask that you let us know as well. Please. um so that's happening uh that's happening all through this period of time as a lot of people are looking for employment if you know somebody get the get us their resume resume at nachum you know about the contest with aaron's make sure to go to instagram and follow aaron's casino farms and aaron's uh, west orange um After that, you literally go to our post where you'll find the poster, the flyer that speaks about the Season 9 kickoff giveaway. Tag a friend. Every time you tag anybody, it's another entry, and there are 11 prizes that will be awarded to one winner. 11 prizes will be awarded to one winner this coming Wednesday morning. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 11 prizes, one winner. Uh, So make sure to take care of that. If you haven't had a chance yet, do it over the weekend. It's the last weekend before we actually draw the prize um, early Wednesday morning in the uh, JM and the AM at Nachum Siegel Network headquarters. Um, A reminder that our friends at Artscroll are offering you 10% off and free shipping site-wide when you go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com again. Uh, That would be site-wide, 10% off and free shipping. In addition to that, the brand-new book in the Artscroll Youth Series called Sarah Dreamer is available at 15% off and free shipping if you use promo code radio. 15% off free shipping if you use promo code radio. The book is called Sarah Dreamer. Check it out, dot com. Always use promo code radio. You never know how valuable it'll be. Time to take a shot is with journeys at JM in the
6: sign
0: Well, I want to thank the many, many listeners who, again, have proven that sometimes, I don't know what I'm talking about, Kiseitze and Kisovo are never together. Why I thought they are, honestly, I'm not sure, but I have a feeling I might know. Anyway, they're never together, and I apologize for that. Acheidu and Acheidu brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web, and Nachum Segal. come the We're Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. And that'll wrap up an amazing week. Thank you, everybody, for all the great Mazel Tov wishes. Mazel Tov to the Ufruf uh, man, Yosef Siegel. Mazel tov to the Shabbos Kala lady, uh, Lizzie Wallach, and of course, to Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach, and the entire Wallach family and to uh, Stacey and uh, everybody in our family, Mazaltov, getting set for the big celebration, getting more and more exciting as we get closer. I am back Monday, please, God. Coming up is Naomi Nachman with Table for Two, Encore presentation. Then the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Erev Shabbos music mix, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Saturday Night single tomorrow night. J.M. Sunday with Mott this 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Have a fabulous Shabbos, great weekend. Till next time, Nachum go reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.